Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. Welcome to episode number four of Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway here for the 2020 season. My name is Steve Ovens, the announcer at the Land of Legends Raceway alongside member of our video production crew and operator of the Eagle Eye camera location. Well, I shouldn't even say camera location. It's our drone camera. Brad Ovens here with us as well. And Brad, well... We, we don't have a lot of racing to talk about. We got rained out last weekend, uh, but there's still plenty to go on uh, going on that we want to highlight. And uh, we've got a great interview with Jeff Trombley this week. I think the fans are really going to enjoy that as we get ready to bring in for the first time in 2020, the uh, Capital Region Sprint Association, CRSA 305 Sprint Tour coming in on Saturday night. Should be a great show there for the 305s. Yeah, absolutely. This will be their uh, first race of the season, I believe, for the 305 guys uh, that they've gotten in on the record books this year for 2020. But uh, Jeff Trombley, uh, no doubt, if you follow the 305 tour, uh, I had the pleasure of of uh, traveling with them for two years there. And uh, both years, Jeff took the uh, championship in dominating fashion. And I uh, uh, going into this week's episode, I, I kind of shared that idea with you that if I thought there was any chance of an outsider coming in and stealing one, I think Jeff's got the the best potential to do it. Yeah, definitely. And and this will be his second start of the season. They've only been out once this year uh, with the sprint car, and that was at Land of Legends earlier this season. Came home with a, a pretty respectable podium finish. Uh, but as he uh, will tell us a little later, they weren't quite the dominant car that we've seen in the past, and he told us why. So stick around for tonight's A-Main interview. And uh, Jeff Trombley, man, we talked all things racing, uh, going even you know way back to his modified days and uh, how he got involved in sprint cars, and, and we just talked to even stuff outside of racing. Uh, so stick around for the A-Main interview of the week. You're not going to want to miss that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but Brad, let's talk about, even though we don't have uh, race results or uh, a highlight of the week, because we got rained out last week, uh, rain out uh, happened right around 10 o'clock, 1030 on Saturday morning, just was really no opportunity that we were going to be able to get that show in. The weather report looked awfully bleak, uh, rain throughout the day, and uh, just wasn't going to be a great situation. There wasn't a lot of racing to be had anywhere. Um, I thought about jumping in the car and trying to travel to a different place, but I think there was only, uh, what, maybe one or two places within driving distance, uh, of, you know, not staying over a night to, to try and go somewhere. And, and, you know, the one place, uh, nearby me here, they didn't get the entire show in. They, they tried valiantly, but, uh, just a rough, rough weekend weather wise, but, Let's talk about some of the things that are happening, Brad. And the first thing I want to talk about is coming up this uh, coming Wednesday night, Wednesday, July 22nd. We've got a big show going on, and it is in celebration of promoter Paul Cole's 50th birthday. It is the, uh, the celebration of Paul Cole turning the big 5-0, Wednesday, July 22nd. Race time is going to be 730 
and that's going to be a three-division card that night with the Pepsi Big Block Modifieds. We've also got the Speed Connection Sportsman and the Street Stocks. Uh, Modifieds are going to go 50 laps that night, $5,000 to win. Uh, the Speed Connection Sportsman will go 25 laps, $1,500 to win. And the Street Stocks will go 20 laps in distance for their first midweek special of the season. And they'll race for $500 to win. Uh, the really cool thing about this, draw, redraw format, no points, only bragging rights on the line. Bring the cars out. Uh, they've got some great money on the line to help uh, promoter Paul Cole celebrate his uh, 50th birthday. And we've got a special program going on for that 50-lap Pepsi Big Block Modified feature. Uh, fans have the ability to sponsor a lap. Uh, lap sponsorships for the Modified Race are $100 a piece. But here's what you get. You get to advertise either your business, you can honor someone, do in memory of, uh, highlight your business, whatever it is that you'd like to do with that lap, you can do so. Uh, there's uh, the people, we've already sold 15 laps so far. And every time we get new sponsors, we update the graphics. So these folks that are jumping on early are getting added value of uh, that advertising and getting that uh, special dedication or business highlight out there uh, already. So jump on that early. It's $100 a lap. Plus, here's the bonus. For sponsoring that $100 lap, you get the advertising, you get it on the Jumbotron, you get it on landoflegendstv.com, but you also get a free pit pass. So for a $100 lap sponsorship, you're also going to pick up a pit pass that you can use on Wednesday show, at a future show, whenever you'd like to use that. There's a pit pass that goes along with your $100 lap sponsorship. Sponsorship. So keep that in mind. Uh, again, we've already sold 15 of those. The most recent ones that we sold uh, was Jason Quigley just picked up lap 20. Uh, the AJ Slideways 14J fans are chipping in on lap number 14. They've split that up five ways. Uh, we also have had Fab Shop 54, Ricky Newton, one of our sportsman competitors, picked up a lap on lap number 11. The other ones we've got so far, Troy Smith, uh, Quick Time Shocks has picked up one, MP Delivery, Mike Payne picked up one. Uh, Candyland has picked up two laps. The Hares brothers have all chipped in. Uh, they've got one in memory of Gerald Hares. We've got Hares brothers racing and Phelps cement products. They took three laps today. The super dirt car series and ESS, uh, 360 sprint cars picked up a lap. They actually interesting note here, Brad, they took lap 37 because it's the 37th anniversary of the Lucas Oil Empire Super Sprint. So pretty cool fact there. Uh, sportsman competitor Nick Wary picked up lap 25. Uh, Matt Becker took lap number 29. Uh, Carl and CJ Castelletti, they were the first ones to buy a lap. They bought lap 17. Their sportsman car, of course, is 117. So they picked up lap 17. And I think that covers the ones that we've sold here so far. So if you're interested in sponsoring a lap, uh, send a private message to the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page. And if you haven't already liked and followed our page, go into the search bar up at the top of Facebook and type in at Land of Legends NY. That'll take you right to our Facebook page. So we've got lap sponsorships for sale. 
Uh, I've got a big show coming up uh, on Wednesday night. And then, of course, we've got a race here on Saturday. Grandstands are open, $15 general admission for a 7 p.m. start time. And it's Pepsi night at the races as Geneva Club Beverage comes in uh, with their Pepsi brand. They'll bring the mug bug. You can take photos, check out the mug bug before the races, and then they'll actually use the mug bug to pace several of our feature events later on in the night. So be sure to check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. Brad, the other thing I wanted to talk about here before we get into the bulk of tonight's A-Main interview of the week, uh, we also have uh, some news that came out this week. And there was there was two different pieces of news. One wasn't necessarily breaking news. The other definitely was. The one that wasn't breaking news, Brad, was that Weed Sport Speedway, we finally got to see some photo renderings of what Weed Sport Speedway is going to look like in iRacing. That's projected to be released with their September update. And we finally got to see what that looks like. The part that was breaking news, though, Brad, they have scanned a big block modified. And and I remember hearing that they had scanned a big block back uh, year, a couple years ago when they scanned Weedsport originally. Now they've scanned Stuart Friesen's big block. So one would think we already know Weedsport's coming out at least by September. Now the question is, when are they adding big blocks to iRacing? And Brad, when they do, uh, it's it's going to be incredible. I, there will be guys that will be taking vacation days when that happens. Oh, yeah. it's I personally can't wait. Uh, I think the big blocks are going to add a whole new dimension to iRacing. Uh, the sprint cars, as we know, are, are hugely popular in the late models. And... and um, the different classes that we have going, but uh, I think you're going to see another big insurgence on, on iRacing when Weedsport and the big blocks hopefully come out together. Now that's, that's something that I know a lot of people have been taking bets on Brad, and I think it'd be fun for us to do it. Do you think it will come out with the September update when Weedsport comes out, or do you think there will be a delay? Honestly, I've uh, I've seen some uh, some digging through Facebook and reading and looking at some different Facebook posts. Uh, there's actually a couple leagues that already have Weedsport listed as a track on their schedule in mid to late August. So I'm not even sure if we may even have to wait until September for Weedsport. I think Weedsport may get released even before then. And then I'm wondering if maybe the big blocks will finally get their final version released uh, in the big release with uh, the September release of their uh, big annual quarterly update. Well, with all of this being said, and and you know, with the with with the COVID nineteen you know pandemic response, you know, we dipped our toes on the land of legend side of things into iRacing and and holding some invitational races and and a couple open races. Brad, I think this, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the Midwest that love those UMP or IMCA style modified cars. You know, they've had that and and that's what they dig. But this is what we dig up in the Northeast. And I think that 
the addition of the big blocks to iRacing and now Weed Sport as well. I mean, if we could have four or five more tracks would be incredible, but be that as it may, I think this is going to paint a very interesting picture come fall and winter. I think you could see a lot of big block modified leagues on iRacing pop up, whether they're affiliated with tracks or some of the production companies that have gotten involved. This is going to be pretty interesting come fall and winter. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see uh, with the way that iRacing took off uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic and everything playing out the way it did this spring. I wouldn't be surprised to see more bigger interests or just more interest in general in iRacing itself from uh, some areas of the sport or the community or whether it be national or local or even just broadcasting and, and putting together shows like we've been doing with 3.9. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more of that on a much bigger spectrum from some maybe predictable, maybe unpredictable um, avenues or, or the people that may not have really given it the, the full thought uh, that iRacing was a legitimate, you know, a legitimate production that could be put on for, uh, for, you know, big entertainment value, but we'll see. Um, I think, I think it's the, it's the perfect recipe for a big explosion like we had with COVID-19. If, if Weedsport and the big blocks do get released by September, I think you're going to see a big, big increase in, um, online users and new users and just in general, you know, uh, I think the big blocks are really, really big, a big boost for iRacing. I couldn't agree more. And if it's something, and I've already seen some drivers, once they saw the renderings of Weedsport and they saw that a big block car earlier this week was getting scanned, I think the other thing that, you know, we saw a lot of drivers saying, oh man, now I need to get a rig. Like I held off in the winter and spring because we thought it was just going to be a, a one-time fad kind of thing. Well, now all of a sudden, now that whole game has changed. And Brad, you know, from experience in doing the machine builds that you did for our little company here, if you're, if this is something that you're interested or something, you know, you're going to want to do in the off season, I think now is the time to start specking things out and looking for things because with the explosion this winter and early spring, there's a lot of parts and pieces, steering wheel pedals that were kind of hard to come by because things got so popular so quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I also kind of think it's not helping our fact with the whole pandemic and everything going on and, manufacturing getting shut down overseas i think that really really ought to put it into perspective of uh you know what would happen you know i mean uh production uh, overseas production was shut down for i'm gonna say maybe what six maybe six weeks seven weeks yeah for for major big production and and just the impact that it had on us here across the seas in the U S and, and around the world in general, just being able to get stuff, 
you know, a set of wheel and pedals that usually would have only cost you two or $250 was now, you know, you're, you're looking at spending four or $500 to buy something either new or even to buy something used because it's just, there's such a high demand and you can't get the new stuff because it's all on back order. But, um, I think it'll be fun. I think that, I think it's a lot of fun. It, I know it's a lot of fun for us because you see a lot of people come on and they think, Oh, it, it's a video game. How car, how hard can it be? And it really shows, you know, those guys aren't joking when they say they spend 40, 50 hours a week, just turning laps on iRacing to be as good as they are and stay as competitive as they are. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So it's going to be something to keep your eye on here as things transpire. Uh, we know the weed sport speedway release is coming out pretty soon. Uh, so be sure to tune into that on iRacing and, um, you know, we're going to have the big blocks before we know it. Uh, and, and that's, everybody is just waiting with bated breath to find out when that's going to happen. But, uh, we will move on. Uh, that's what we've got here for news and, uh, some breaking news that's happened over the last couple of days. We're going to fast forward to heat race number three. When we come back, it's this week in land of legends, raceway history. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat with three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. Let's roll back the calendar with this week in Land of Legends history. That's right. It's this week in Land of Legends Raceway history, and we want to give a tip of the cap to Bob Miller. Uh, appointed track historian uh, who is uh, has so much uh, history in his archives uh, on the Land of Legends. And uh, when we talked to Bob this week, we wanted to talk about a father of a driver who's got to win. There's only been three modified winners so far this season, Pat Ward, Larry White, and Eric Rudolph. Rudolph has one feature win to his credit so far. Pat Ward has one. And Larry White, man, he's just got a pile of them here so far and uh, is going to try and add to that Saturday night and Wednesday night. We'll see if he can do that. 
But one of the drivers that's got a feature win this season is Eric Rudolph, and his father, Charlie Rudolph, uh, was the 1986 champion uh, at the Land of Legends Raceway. And we wanted to talk about Charlie's 1986 season. And we found, uh, or I should say, Bob dug up some really interesting stats from that season for Charlie Rudolph. Now, Charlie was one of only four modified winners that season. And Brad, I want to know if you can guess the other three. Who would have been the other three drivers to pick up wins in 1986? I'm going to say 1986. I'm going to say Steve Payne, Alan Johnson, Danny Johnson. Oh, man, you were off by one. The Johnson boys you had correct, but replace Steve Payne with Bob McCready. Oh, gosh. Barefoot wow. Bob. Barefoot can, Bob in 1986. So that, Didn't even that, think of it. That's pretty interesting right there because out of 24 scheduled events that season, Brad, only four guys won features. And if you look at where we're at on the calendar, we're going to race this weekend on July 18th, and then next weekend we're off, and the following weekend we're already into the month of August. We've only had three winners this season, so it could turn out to be something very similar here in 2020, but that's incredible. 24 events that season, and Charlie Rudolph finished top five in 17 of those events. He had four wins, four second-place finishes, three third-place finishes, a fourth-place finish, and five times he finished fifth. And that's what wins championships right there. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff. One of his wins that season as well, out of those four wins that he had, uh, was a July 21st running with the Super Dirt Car Series in the house. So uh, some pretty cool stats here uh, from a driver that, uh, you know, now retired but wrenching on uh, Eric Rudolph's car, Charlie Rudolph, an impressive 1986 season at the Land of Legends. And that is this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat with three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on Where Legends Are Made. 
contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main interview of the week. Well, that's right. It's this week's A-Main interview of the week. And with the CRSA 305 Sprints coming to town this weekend, we're going to get a chance to catch up with multi-time CRSA 305 Sprint Tour champion Jeff Trombley joins us on Where Legends Are Made. And Jeff, um, welcome to the program. Good to have you on here with us for the first time. And it'll be great to have the tour with us here this weekend for the first time this year as well. Well, thanks for having me on. It's great talking to you guys. Well, tell us, um, we're, we're going to kind of start because, you know, the, the podcast has been interesting. We've had, you know, a lot of diehard fans that have been fans of racing at Canadagua for a long time. We've also got some new fans. And I, and I know there's a lot of folks that have been tuning in that are kind of new to all things Land of Legends Raceway and, and dirt track racing as a whole. Um, and you know, for some of those newer fans, you know, they may not realize that the name Jeff Trombley, not just synonymous with, uh, sprint car racing. I mean, uh, you had a, a lengthy career, uh, behind the wheel of a modified. Where did all of that start for, for you, uh, wheel and modifieds? Oh, modifieds. Well, we started back in the, well, mid eighties in the capital district running Albany, Saratoga, Fonda. Uh, we used to travel around a little bit then, but not a whole lot. Then we started venturing out to uh, weed sport on Sundays and rolling wheels. And then we got even crazier and started venturing out to the uh, hitting the Super Dirt Series and ran that for, I think I did that like three seasons in a row out on the road. Besides running Friday night at Malta, Saturday at Fonda, and then Sunday at weed sport. Um, so we got around to a lot of tracks, met a lot of awesome people, uh, raced with a lot of great racers. Um, then we ended up backing up a little bit and raced at Fonda, you know, did a lot more local stuff. And, uh, then I actually just decided that I kind of had enough of the modified stuff and I was just definitely tired of the, the traveling, uh, to the local tracks, you know I mean? Going to the week, same weekly racetrack and, so I just decided to, uh, that we were going to stop. And I really, I, I actually had made up my mind that I was just going to retire and that was it. And then that lasted like three days. <laughs> and my buddy, my buddy Warren called me up and he had just, uh, had a seat come open in his car and just asked me, Hey, we'll just go and, and run some shows and just go have some fun. And, and we started that three, three and a half years ago and we're still doing it. Awesome. You know, we just, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the cars all came down to my house. I still have a couple of my guys that worked with me. He's got a few guys that worked with him and we go to, you know, kind of work together on the cars and, and we kind of go where we want to go. So it, it worked out really good. Where did, where did racing start for you? How did you get the racing bug? Was it, uh, you know, primarily a family deal like we see with a lot of racers? No, actually not at all. My family wasn't into racing at all. Um, just local. I actually, uh, hooked up with a couple of guys that I worked with that were working on a car 
And way back when, I mean, I worked on a car that uh, Tommy Carellis drove. Uh, we ran some Lebanon Valley shows with it. We ran some Fonda shows way back with Kenny Shoemaker when I was a kid, just helping out working on the car. So it was just mainly going to local garages and just helping out some local guys. I mean, I, I did a little bit of go-kart racing with some friends. Uh, got hooked up with Bob Hackle and ran mini stock stuff for a few years. And then uh, we just ended up, I hooked up with a couple of guys down this way and we built our own first modified and just kept on going from there. Thinking back to the modified days, you talked about all the places you went to and, you know, traveled a little bit with the, the dirt series. Uh, is there a modified win that is most memorable for you in your career? Uh, wheeling the modifieds back in the day? Um, you know, I, they're, well, they're all, they're all special, but I'll, I'll tell you though, the one that I probably was the most proud of at the time was, uh, my first win out at weed sport. Cause when we ran weed sport on Sundays, that was a, a dirt series race in itself. Everybody yeah. raced there. All the good guys, you know, were running there and to win there against all those guys and compete with those guys was, uh, that was really a dream come true for me. I remember back in the nineties, you know, watching, you know, you know, the shows like this week on dirt and, and those rush hour shows, you know, they always say Doug Logan and Gary Montgomery always used to say all the best guys from your Friday and Saturday night track. They all came together on Sunday because everybody was at weed sport. And that's a true story. I mean, you could run, you know, I could finish say 14th or 15th in a feature and have raced all night with Bob McCready and Alan Johnson or somebody. And, you know, there's just the, the talent that was there, you know, with the field was right full of anybody could have won. So it was, it was really tough, but you know, that made you better and uh, racing with all the good drivers, everybody respected each other, respected the equipment. There wasn't a lot of wrecks or banging or, you know, I mean, it was, it was really good race and it was a lot of fun. What is your best Bob McCready story? Do you got a Bob McCready story? <sighs> uh, well, probably Bob, he beat me at rolling wheels. One day we were running the 200. I was leading with two laps to go and he got by me right at the end. And, uh, he came over after and grabbed me by the shoulder. And, uh, when he came over, just told me, you know, really good job. He saw my tire was burned right off the car and just squeaked me out at the 200. And, um, I, I was actually impressed that he came over and I mean, he was a, he's a really good guy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you've talked about, you know, the transition, you know, now to, to run in sprint cars here with Warren, what was that transition like? And, and up until three and a half years ago, had you ever been in one before? Um, his car, I ran about 25 years ago. Uh, I actually ran about three or four races with him. We did a couple of weeks that he got hurt and he needed a driver. So I actually did a few racing with him. Um, actually I won one at Accord and I think I got like a second and a third ran Brewerton once and Utica Rome once. So we did a little bit. Um, but my wife really wasn't into the whole sprint car thing and, uh, and I was busy with the modified stuff. So, and he went off and did his and I just, you know, so busy with the modified stuff. I just never did it again, you know? Gotcha. But, but it's, I'm glad we only have a lot of fun. We really do. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy the sprint cars because it's not contact sport. Um, everybody, you have to run clean. You can't jump a wheel cause then you're getting wrecked and get hurt. Um, so everybody gets along better. You know, you're not, 
You don't have the yelling and screaming after after the races. We all get together and hang out and have a bite to eat, and you know it's it's a really great. No matter which one of the group of sprint cars you go and travel with, yeah, they're all good groups. The CRSA that's like a family because everybody travels together. When you go to different tracks, they bring their own officials, and you know, so you're and they run the whole show. You have the same guys running it, the same guys you're dealing with, and it's a really great organization. I feel like that's you know, some of the success of the traveling series that, you know, whether you're on the sprint car side, the modified sports, whatever it is, whatever it might be, you know, that whole, uh, you know, a lot of people call it the traveling circus, but it's, it's like, you know, you've got all the same drivers that travel and race together, but that, yeah, that officials that travel all together too. And I know that, you know, here in the last couple of years, speaking with the, the CRSA tour, um, Pete and Dale Meskel working alongside with Mike Emhoff, uh, you know, they, they've done a really nice job with the series the last couple of years. And, you know, Pete, for a guy who's got a career, uh, a lengthy career in, in law enforcement and public service. I mean, he, he really runs a nice series with the 305 tour. They, they do. They do a great job. And, uh, and they, they've, they all devote a lot of time to it. It takes, you know, when you get a full series going and with all the sponsors and, and all the different guys and all the tracks and all the different people you're dealing with, um, it is very time consuming. So, you know, they do devote a lot of time and put a large effort into it. Mike, I mean, just supporting the, from the weekly racing at Canandaigua to 305s to his traveling series to the, the Patriots. And he has a full-time job. Um, he does, he does a lot for sprint car racing in the area. So, you know, yeah. hats off to him. Talk, let's talk about the series. I mean, this is going to be the first round of the series. This has been such an odd year, uh, not just on the racing, but just, you know, in general, in life. Um, what has, what is this season? I have, I, and I know we've seen you at Canada well once, I believe this year. Yeah, we what, came out one Saturday. Yeah. What's, what's it been like? I mean, there's been a lot of off time with, uh, you know, drivers that are not used to having this amount of off time. Usually once racing starts, we're racing one of the series someplace every weekend. We don't get many off. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff that we don't usually do. We've been doing some camping, some hiking, some riding the bikes, motorcycles, just, you know, doing a lot of things we don't normally do. Um, but we all miss the racing. You know, we yeah. came out, Canada was, that's for me to go out weekly. It's pretty tough. Cause it's a long ride. Sure. Um, but it was great to come out the one that was our first time out. We haven't been out. That was our only try, you know, only time out to the track. So, I mean, everybody's anxious to get going. Um, and just, well, the way this, like you said, the way this summer's going, just being able to go out and interact with other people, you know, I mean, it's, that's a whole, a whole new thing now, you know, you're kind of been, everybody's been kind of locked down. Yeah. So it's, it's been a crazy summer. Tell us about the run earlier this season, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know if it was something that you guys struggled with early, but you you came on strong at the end of that race. What was the first run out of the box like this year? Um, well, I have I had the car a little bit different than I usually run it. Um, I was probably a little rusty. That was the first time out in a car, and I just I wasn't happy with the car was the way the car was feeling. And I made some changes for the feature and it didn't help at all. Um, but I kind of moved around on the track a little bit and there was a yellow right at the end. And I just changed my lines up and just found some different grooves and um, was able to get up to second. 
Um, but I don't know, just kind of learning the track, getting back in the swing of things. And like I said, we tried a few things a little bit different, but we'll see. We'll have to see how this Saturday is. What's, what's the toughest part about getting around Canandaigua? Um, following the racetrack. I mean, it's, it's a nice surface. It's a nice track. I like it because it's racy. Um, but that makes it racy because you can move around the racetrack and find multiple grooves and see where your car is working the best and where you can find some bite, you know, and it does change during even our short races, the track changes up quite a bit. So it's, it's a fun race. It's not just like a hammer down, you know, horsepower or follow the leader type thing. It's, you got to really move around and, and find your groove and find the racetrack is when you talk about and and uh, yeah I, I, fans that are maybe haven't been behind the wheel before people ask this uh, frequently uh when you're trying to find a line um is it is it more of i've been running the high line for a few laps and i don't feel like i'm going anywhere so i just go to a different i go to the bottom is it trial and error or is there something that you can see from the cars ahead of you how how do you how do you attack that well you kind of do all of the above um you do watch and see where the other guys are running it's not just really like you have the inside line or the outside line it's you know how you enter the corner the angle you enter it where you cut through the middle um how you're exiting the corner which way you got the car how you got the car winged over you know there's a lot to it um it's just not getting stuck in the rut of being in one groove and, and trying all the different grooves in different ways until you find what, what feels good. And sometimes you find it early and sometimes you don't. Um, that's, that's what makes racing fun. You know, it's not, everybody's not in the same thing and you're not doing the same thing. And, and you just kind of venture around. And, and when you do get on a racetrack like that with the surface like that, that's why I really like it because um, you can move around the racetrack and find the different grooves and, you can race two, three, four wide, and it's it's available there if you find the right groove to get you get you going. Well, it, it's it's fun to hear you describe all of this, and and the word that I hear coming up a lot is fun. And for somebody that has had you know so much experience in the sport and hasn't gone through the highs and lows of the sport, it, it's it's really it's really kind of cool to hear somebody with the experience that you have that is still having a ball racing race cars. And, and it's great that you've been able to find a way to do that here with Warren and, and the 3A team. Yeah, well, you know, it's, there's not many people left out there to do it for a living. So if you're not doing it for a living, you're doing it for fun. So you better be having fun doing it. You know, otherwise you're wasting your time. And, yeah. and we did get, I did get that way with the modifieds. It got to be, even doing it just on the weekends, it got to be, I wouldn't say monotonous, but it got to be as another job, you know, and, it, and we just weren't having the fun. Sprint cars are a ball. I mean, everything happens a lot faster. And another thing too, it was all new to me. I knew absolutely zero about sprint cars. So, I mean, I'm, I'm learning the stuff and learning shocks and setups and, and how to drive them and different ways to drive them. And, um, and that has been challenging and maybe that's a, a part of it that brought the fun into it, something new, something different. And like I said, we're just, we're having a ball. That's why we, we go and do what tracks we want to do and where, um, if we don't want to race one weekend, we're going to take the weekend off. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
we've got a we've got you know at Canadagua on a weekly basis we've got such a a crop of young talent that has come through and still racing at the track uh now um i'm thinking of a a new guy that we got just started this year ethan gray um young guy um getting some tutelage from some of the veterans at the track but for somebody like yourself that's got some experience in and now has experience here in these sprint cars what is something that you would offer up to advice to somebody who's just getting started here, uh, particularly with the 305 sprints? Um, well, you got to just be patient. You know, don't don't overdrive. Don't get yourself in a position where you're banging into people and be patient and just drive the car as fast as you're comfortable driving it and you'll get faster. You know, not, you can't just go out and run the thing wide open and jump a wheel and wreck the car and get hurt or, you know, be patient and just learn the stuff as you go. Awesome. Um, you've talked about some of the things you've been doing in the off season, going camp and do it. What's one other thing that, uh, non-racing related activity that if Jeff Trombley's going to say, you know what, I'm going to, you know, we're just going to relax this weekend. Uh, other than maybe going camp and what's, what's something else that, that you like to do for fun outside of racing? Um, we do get together. Uh, there's a group of us to get together and we usually have like a weekend party around the pool or, uh, shoot up to the lake and ride on the boat and kind of hang out up there and just kind of chill out and relax. Awesome. Awesome. That was, that was one of our fan questions that, uh, that they sent in, uh, with the request they wanted to hear you. And, and man, th- this time has flown by and, and again, we appreciate you stopping in and uh, checking in with us here on the, uh, where legends are made podcast. Um, a really, really fun interview, man. Got to know a little bit more about the driver and uh, a little bit more of uh, of some of our drivers at the track outside of the racetrack, which I think the fans really enjoy hearing about. So we appreciate the time. Uh, if you want to uh, go ahead and uh, give some of the people that help make all the efforts happen a, a plug here before we get you out of here. Sure. Well, Warren Alexson that owns the car, Warren and Marie give me the equipment to run. Uh, my wife, Serena, supports me. She goes to just about every race since I've started racing, so she's as crazy as I am. Um, Big Dan Hansen does all the tires, and he's been with me doing tires for 20 years plus. Um, Craig and Warren's brother, uh, Tommy, they all help out quite a bit. So, you know, without the, without the extra support in the, in the garage and helping out, you really can't get the stuff done. And then sponsorship, you know, we've got obviously Warren's Auto Body, but uh, Powder Tech uh, helps us out and gives us a sleek finish on the frames and helps us out with all our body stuff. Uh, Maple on the Lake, a local restaurant that helps out. Uh, Hildenburg Excavation came on board. Um, They're a new sponsor this year. We haven't been able to give them a whole lot of track time this year yet, but uh, they came on board. Roosevelt's Towing. Uh, they're from down Fond away. They help out quite a bit. So, and without, like I said, without the support of the, uh, the sponsors, you know, a lot of us wouldn't be able to do what we like to do. So I'd like to give them a little shout out whenever we can. I appreciate that. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, man, you've got a series win at Canadagua in 2018, 2019. We'll, uh, we'll see if you can go for three in a row here this weekend. We're going to give it a try Saturday. All right, man. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, again, really, really good stuff. We appreciate your time very much. All right. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. All right. There is Jeff Trombley, our A main interview of the week. Stay, uh, stick around. When we come back, we will get to tonight's Dash for Cash 
your chance to win some Land of Legends swag tickets and Land of Legends TV passes. Stay tuned. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat with three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. Land of Legends fans, want to win some swag? Listen up for this week's Dash for Cash. Well, we're going to close this episode of Where Legends Are Made with our Dash for Cash segment. And this week's Dash for Cash has got a pretty cool prize on the line. It's a one-night streaming subscription. And it is for the Wednesday, July 22nd running of the Paul Cole Birthday Celebration 50 from the Land of Legends Raceway. 50 laps for the Modifieds, 25 laps for the Sportsmen, and 20 laps for the Street Stocks, a three-division card. And it's going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. And um, it's pretty simple. We're getting ready to post a trivia question. And if you listen to this week's episode, you're going to know the answer. We simply are going to take all the correct answers on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page. We're going to post a trivia question. And if you have got all four drivers correct, we will put you in a drawing and we'll make sure to draw it by Sunday or Monday and you'll get a free subscription to Wednesday night's race live from the Land of Legends Raceway on landoflegendstv.com. Now, if we don't get the show in on Wednesday, you'll be able to use your coupon code for another event uh, at $14.95. So uh, thank you very much to Land of Legends TV, Paul Cole, Art Rourke, the entire crew over there at Land of Legends TV for putting that up this week. And again, if you listen to This Week in Land of Legends Raceway History, you're going to know the answer. Just swing over to the Facebook page and plug it in. And as we get ready to close out this week's episode, Brad, uh, Saturday night action again, Geneva Club Beverage. Pepsi will be in the house with the Mug Bug as we welcome for the first time in 2020 the CRSA 305 Sprint Tour. Mike M. Hoff, uh, Pete Meskel, Dale Meskel, the entire crew there with the CRSA 305 sprints will be in town. The big block modifieds will be there as well, along with the speed connection sportsmen, the street stocks and feature only hobby stocks. 
on Saturday night. Grandstands are open. Be sure to bring your mask with you. You need to use your mask when you're out in the midway at the concessions at the restroom and you are able to take your mask off when you get to your seats with your family and your party. Uh, but otherwise, if you're out and about, you need to have that mask with you. We are following social distancing guidelines from the CDC and uh, the guidelines that they have put in place. So that is what we have coming up on Saturday. And again, uh, the pits will be open, uh, $40 pit passes on Saturday, as well as on Wednesday night. And uh, we hope you come out and join us. Uh, Wednesday night's race is going to be pretty spectacular all on its own. It'll be the uh, 50 lapper for the mods, 25 for the sportsmen, and 20 for the street stocks. That kicks off at 7.30 on Wednesday night. Be sure to either check it out in person with us right at the racetrack. And if you can't make it to the racetrack or you're quite a distance away, be sure to tune in on landoflegendstv.com. Anything else we need to mention here, Brad, before we get out of here this week? Pretty uh, quick and easy episode this week, but still plenty to talk about here from the Land of Legends. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just some great racing coming up. Um, as you mentioned, we're racing the 22nd. We're going to be off on the 25th as the regular scheduled week or uh, night off that would have been for the Ontario County Fair, which isn't happening, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. If you can't join us, like you said, join us on LandOfLegendsTV.com. Uh, we'll be there providing the great broadcast that we always do. And, and we hope everybody enjoys and has a good, safe time. And again, uh, as you may have heard earlier in the episode, if you've got uh, a business that you'd like to promote here on Where Legends Are Made, we've got very affordable options here to uh, become a marketing partner here with Where Legends Are Made podcast. We enjoyed putting this together and uh, we're hoping uh, to partner up with a few folks to uh, keep this thing going all season long and uh, into the fall. So um, be sure to tune in next week for our fifth episode of Where Legends Are Made. And we appreciate you tuning in this week and we will see you at the races Saturday and Wednesday night. And if you can't be at the racetrack, be sure to join us on Land of Legends TV. On behalf of promoter Paul Cole, general manager Greg Emerson, executive producer of LandofLegendsTV.com, Art Rourke, and Brad Ovens, putting all the uh, podcast efforts here together for us here from the 3-9 Production Studios. My name is Steve Ovens saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week where legends are made. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com.